Welcome back to Subject to Change. I'm Stephen Lentz, and today I'm talking with Shay Wheat, Certified Event Producer and CEO of Grace and Eats Productions Incorporated. How are you doing, Shay? I'm doing phenomenal. How are you, Stephen? I'm doing well, thank you. What does it mean to be a Certified Event Producer? It is somebody that takes events to the next level. So really looking at it as a production, similar to something that we would see on TV right? So there's a lot of moving parts behind the scenes and we want to make it so the audience is really super engaged. They have um, opportunities where they can engage with each other, engage with the event host, and they also have an experience that they walk away with going, wow, I didn't know that's what I came here to learn, but I'm so glad I came. Interesting. Are there multiple places that certify event producers or is there just like one company that does like how does how do you even go about getting that label of I'm certified to produce events yeah yeah so there are different designations in Mm -hmm. the meeting planner kind of arena Um, but what I noticed in the space was there wasn't anybody certifying people in sales and enrollment events and that's what we specialize in So I actually took it upon myself to start certifying people in our systems, um, really supporting uh, all of the event hosts out there that are looking to make six and seven figures in three days. There weren't enough me's in the world to support them. There's way more event hosts. There's way more speakers, coaches, transformational leaders out there than I could ever serve. So I was like, you know what? we need to have some more people that can serve this audience. And so that's what I started to do. Interesting. So when you help facilitate or host these events, what kind of is your or your company's role within that? Mm -hmm. We handle a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So if you were looking to plan and host a, let's just say a three-day sales and enrollment event, what I mean by that is you are looking to leverage your time and scale your business instead of doing one-on-one conversations to sell into your program or sell into your year-long events or something along those lines, you're going to do one event and sell to the masses. Okay. So in order to do that, you need somebody like myself to come and support in actually planning what that looks like. So we're going to take a look at the vision of the overall event. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to take a look at the run a show or the agenda. We're going to look at your enrollment plan. We're going to look at your team. We're going to look at the print and product design. We're going to look at your budget. We're going to look at AV, especially if it's a virtual event. We're going to look at, you know, where are you hosting it in the first place? Are we creating a studio for you? Are we building a studio someplace else? All the little teeny tiny things Mm -hmm. that go into hosting an event. But what we start with is that 30,000 foot view. Sure. So I want to make sure that, you know, whether they end up doing business with our, our host, our client or not, they still walk away with value, right? We're still teaching them something They're They are spending their time, money, energy to be with us for three days. I want them walking away with something that they can do right then and there in their life or in their business and take action upon in order to get results. Now, we also know that people want to go another step further though, too. Hmm. Do you also help with like the marketing of the getting butts in the seats per se, or is that something separate that you don't do? Yep. So we do something that's called a ticket map. Um, A ticket map is taking a look at all the different ways that you will be filling your room. 
We won't necessarily go and do the marketing for filling your room, but we're going to help you lay out the game plan for you to do it. Because the thing is, you're going to know your audience way better than I do, right? I, I can only know my audience, really, honestly, right? Sure. You know your audience because you're talking to them every single day. And you know where they live, you know where their pain points are, you know what cars they like to drive, you know, if you did your market research. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to help you create what we call a ticket map. Mm -hmm. And in that ticket map, we're going to say, okay, what are all the opportunities? What are all the ticket sources? What are all the ways you're going to be engaging with your audience to sell them a ticket? Are you doing webinars? Are you doing summits? Are you doing retreats? Are you doing um, joint venture partner calls? Are you going back to your past clients and inviting them. You know, what are all the different ways? Facebook Lives, Clubhouses, all these different ways, we're gonna list them all out. And then we're gonna make another column. So if you just did like a spreadsheet, right? First column is the ticket source. Second column is gonna be the anticipated number of participants to join that particular event. So for instance, if you did um, an email to your list inviting them to a webinar. You expect 30 people to show up for that webinar. The next column over is going to be the anticipated conversion. Mm -hmm. So for something like that, we're expecting about a 10%. That's about an average um, conversion. Sure. And what does that do? It gives you three tickets. So we do that for every single ticket source. And then we come up with our, you know, how are we going to hit our goal of filling the room? Gotcha. Very cool. And when it comes to the monetization aspect of it, do you work with the selling itself? Like, hey, this is how you package this offer and that kind of stuff? Or how do you support that element of it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of our event hosts already have an idea of what it is they're already selling. Mm -hmm. Because by the time you get to the point where you're wanting to leverage, you've already been selling that product or that service or that program for a while now. So there's actually phases of business that you kind of go through. And as you go through those phases, you're going to do different types of events. So in order to do a three-day sales and enrollment event, you're going to be in phase four or five. By that time, you've already done your market research. You've already gotten people crazy awesome results. You've already you know, built the business up into a point where you are having some team that's taking over your customer service or, you know, helping you with marketing or helping you with your social media. Um, and you have a base now where you know how to do one-on-one -on -one sales calls and you're looking to leverage and scale it to one to many, which also means you have income coming in regularly and you know how to make it happen. Now, once we, we connect with somebody, we're going to say, okay, what is it that we're offering? What is the goal? What, what is the intention? And we will look at things and go, okay, um, it doesn't necessarily make sense to do a three-day sales and enrollment event in order and just sell a $2,000 program. I would recommend you do a one-day event, right? Um, but if they're selling a $10,000 and above program, absolutely, we're going to look at a three-day event. And then within that, does it make sense? Is there anything else that we can offer as a juicy bonus for somebody to take action at the event itself, which would be different than if you were selling it one-on-one? -on -one? Very cool. So how did you get into events in the first place? 
Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, I was, I was finding myself, <laughs> right? I had no clue what I was doing, Steven. I was like, over here, I'm a Reiki master and energetic healer. And then I was in network marketing and doing appreciation marketing. And, you know, I'm over here, like being an apartment manager, because I had to live all at the same time. Um, and I, I was invited to speak on a stage. Um, I was like one of probably 12 speakers talking about the new year, new you. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I can do this. This is fine. I don't know what I'm doing, but all right. Um, I just said yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, just messing around because, you know, there's multiple speakers. And so they're trading off the microphones. I'm like to the guy that had my microphone. I'm like, hey, dude, don't go spitting on my mic. <laughs> He's like, who the fudge are you? You're hilarious. <laughs> and, you know, come to find out he was uh, like a head of education for Dr. Oz's nonprofit. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I met his sister, Saval Oz, at Maria Shriver's women's conference when she was the first lady of California. And I was, you know, volunteering and helping mm -hmm. out with their event. And he was like, really? Um, she's best friends with our CEO and we're doing a women's conference. You should help us. And I'm like, wow. okay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I became an associate producer for Dr. Oz's nonprofit. <laughs> That's wild. So how long did you do that for? Was that just a one-off gig or was, did that become like a partnership that lasted for a while? Yeah. Yeah. I ended up uh, doing quite a few events with them um, for a couple of years and, you know, had that realization moment of like, oh, okay, I think I could do this, you know, as a living. I really enjoy events. I always mm. attended events. I love personal development. Why not get paid to be at these events? And so I kind of went on a journey of going, okay, who can help me figure out how to make this a business? And so I found some mentors. They were, they were telling me that, you know, we'll help you figure out your niche and, you know, figure out your business plan and how to offer it and all of those things. And then they turned around and said, oh, by the way, will you run our events? <laughs> and I said, okay. <laughs> Perfect. Proof of concept. Right? right there. Exactly. Yes. So I became referral based ever since. That's amazing. So how long ago was that? 2014 is when I officially started my business. Wow. That's mm -hmm. phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was with those mentors is that, that first one, that was 2014 of yep. like doors open doing this full yep. time now. Yep. Exactly. That's wow. So how many events do you generally do in a year now? Uh, personally, I probably do about 10 to 12. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have a team of certified event producers that also support me in running events under the Grace and Ease uh, Productions umbrella. So that way we can serve more people. That's super cool. So, and we, I think you'd mentioned it before we started recording, but you said there's like 17 different types of events. Yeah. That boggles yeah. my mind. Cause I'm like in-person, Zoom, dinner party? <laughs> like, like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, right. What, what's considered an event? So you could have a 90 minute workshop. Okay. You could do a summit, a retreat. What, what's your definition of a summit? 
A summit is more of a lead gen um, opportunity. So you're gonna want to connect in with other speakers. You'll be the host. Um, there's two ways to do a summit. One, you can be a host or one you can be a participant in, mm -hmm. but it's mainly for lead generation. Um, and so it's multiple speakers talking on, you know, a couple of different topics all around one theme. Everybody's mailing out to their lists and everybody's, you know, giving away a free gift, you know, their pink little spoon, like when you go to Baskin Robbins <laughs> and you want to get a sample, right? It's like, what flavor do I want? And so you have a couple of different speakers that are offering their pink little spoon um, and, you know, gaining leads from it in order to continue doing business with those people. So that's what I see as a summit. Uh, then you have retreats, which are small, more intimate. You can do it at a location. You can do it at like spa location mm -hmm. and bring in yoga and bring in a chef and like have it be more experiential. You can do masterminding. Um, you can do a one-day sales and enrollment event, a three-day sales and enrollment event. You can do seminars and podcasts. Now, really quick, uh, sales and enrollment events. Mm -hmm. Is that just like direct sell, buy my stuff from the stage type of thing? Or what goes into a sales and enrollment yep. yeah. event? It's um, usually one main speaker. Mm -hmm. um, and they are going to be teaching you over one or three days. Um, in that, there is a promise to the event. So you're going to walk away knowing, let's just say, you know, how to get speaking gigs in your own backyard. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to teach you all of all of the things that you need to know to kind of get speaking gigs in your own backyard. And then um, at a certain point in the event, we're going to make an offering to continue learning and go deeper and have accountability. So we know that, you know, on average, we'll see our clients have anywhere between 10 and 30% close ratio or, or that percentage of people joining their six month or year long program. Because we can tell you everything and you can go online and learn everything. Sure. But what really happens is there is no accountability. Mm -hmm. If you just go on YouTube and try and learn it on your own, right? Um, and there's no, no coach or anybody to go, actually just tweak it right here. Adjust this. And that's where you get the results. So people are, are happy to invest in a six month or year long program in order to go quicker, faster, have you look at it. You know, I don't want to go through all the mistakes that you went through. Just tell me what I'm supposed to do because I got things to do. Right. So that that's what I consider a sales and enrollment event. You're taking your one on one sales conversation and going one to many. Cool. Scale okay. and leveraging it. Mm -hmm. So you got the seminars, the podcasts. Um, and then you also have meetup groups back when we were still live, people were yeah. doing meetup groups, <laughs> right? <laughs> mm -hmm. You have, um, Facebook lives, Instagram lives and clubhouses are actually also events. And it's important to think about them as events, because anytime you do an event, you need to have some type of call to action. You might hear it as a CTA, you yep. know, have that little pink spoon. And it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, buy my $49 thing every single time. It could be, you know, type in chat, um, what was your biggest takeaway? You know, and that's the call to action. You just want some engagement, especially if you're doing Facebook Lives and Instagrams, you're going to do more of them and you don't want them always to be sell, 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 sell. Okay. Sure. 
We want to build rapport and relationships. And that's what events allow you to do. Not only be seen as the expert that you are, mm -hmm. but also allows you to build rapport and relationship a lot faster. Okay. Um, and then you've also got conferences, which you've probably heard of. Um, what's, what's your definition? What's your definition of a conference? Conference um, tends to be like a lot of different speakers, breakout session rooms over you know a week long event. Okay. Okay. A lot of associations do conferences. Well, they'll they'll have like keynote stages, and then they'll have a bunch of breakout session rooms with other people mm -hmm. in it. Okay. They may or may not be selling anything. Gotcha. Um, then you've got your challenges, which have been pretty hot um, the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, hackathons, conventions, and trade shows. What's the difference between a convention and a trade show? Trade shows more um, having booths. So having like a show floor where mm -hmm. uh, like the home and garden show, okay. I would think is like a trade show where they're, they have a bunch of different booths and they're all just selling something. Gotcha. Yeah. A lot of different types of events out in the space. I'm sure just... probably even more if you were <laughs> saying like, I didn't even get into the party planning, you know, arena. That's mm. just more on the business side of things, the different types of events you can be utilizing. Gotcha. So for your yourself personally in your business, what is your niche then as far as business owners, speakers, salesmen, saleswomen, mm -hmm. who, who should reach out to you? Yeah. Uh, if you're a speaker, a coach, an expert, a transformational leader of any sort, we're going to be able to support you in growing your business and creating a, if you don't already have events as a part of your business plan, really taking a look at where you're at in your business, what phase of event leverage you are in and support you in creating a model that is going to be powerful and profitable all at the same time while allowing you to reach more of your ideal audience. Interesting. And what would you say to people who are good at what they do, but they don't really have a huge audience, right? Yes. So, so you think like, oh, you know, you'll reach out to, you know, these, this mailing list and they're like, well, that's great. But like, I have 50 people on my mailing list. Like, what would you say to those people to get into this type of event setting? Yeah. Yeah. Great. So that kind of goes into the phases, right? So if you were in phase one, mm -hmm. phase one is the validation phase. Your job in phase one is to go and get clients, <laughs> right? Like, let's just make sure we got proof of concept, right? Mm -hmm. um, that you have something to offer. People want it. They provide you an income for it. You get them crazy, awesome results. You rinse and repeat. Okay. And then we start to build testimonials and such. So once we validate, then you move into phase two, which is visibility. And this is probably where you're talking about where those people are right then mm -hmm. is I've got a smaller list. I've, you know, I'm able to have one-on-one -on -one conversations. I have people in my programs and my packages. I just need more. So this is where you're going to start doing a bunch of the free platforms. You're going to want to do Facebook lives, Instagram lives, clubhouses, um, you're going to want to be guests on other people's stages. So you want to be on other people's summits, other people's podcasts. Um, you could also look at sponsoring events and being like a speaker sponsor where the event host has your ideal audience. They are probably either before or after 
what it is that you do or sideline. So for instance, if I had, so I run and produce events, somebody that would be sidelined to me that has my same ideal audience would be an AV company. So if an AV company was putting on an event about, you know, the lighting and things that you need to have for your virtual events, I could sponsor it and say, this is fantastic. You want them to run your AV, but who's planning it? right? That would be a good sponsorship opportunity for me to go and speak to that audience, right? That's great. With Within your business, do you also, do you play the connector, the matchmaker, yes. if you will, of like, hey, you should reach out to this person, the guest on the stage and that kind of stuff. And how does that work with these people that you connect? Do you take, like, do you charge for your book of business essentially? Or like, is there just kind of pro bono or? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more like if I connect with somebody and they, you know, they do something amazing or I've experienced it myself um, and they can support one of my clients or somebody just in my network, I'm just going to refer them on it. You know, no skin off my back. Happy to do an introductory email. I just did it the other day. I was connecting with um, somebody and he was like, Hey, who do you know that, you know, would be a good fit? And I'm like, huh, so-and-so would be a good fit. Let me go ahead and do an introduction real quick. That's I'm happy cool. to do it. And you do destination events too, right? Because I think when I reached out to you, you're like, oh, that's cool, but I'm going to be on some beach somewhere. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> yes, I was technically on a beach somewhere. I was on an island in the Bahamas. That sounds um, glorious. Like <laughs> it, yes, yeah, it was... Um, it was intense for sure. So we ended up uh, doing 11 events in five days. Just going to take this off to you right now. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it was wow. intense. It was intense for and sure. All different clients, I'm assuming, or? No, for the same client. Yeah. And the same class, yeah. just like we're going big baller and we're throwing 11 different things now. Yep. Pretty wow. Much. Yeah, that's amazing. So, and were they all different? Like one's a mastermind, one's a convention, one like that kind of type of deal or? Yeah, it was, it was a little bit of that. It was like, we were, we had a group of people, about a hundred people with us in person. Mm -hmm. And then we had hundreds of people virtually. Mm -hmm. So one of the events was hybrid. So I had the virtual audience and I had the in-person audience and it was outdoors and I, oh my God, it was epic, Steven. <laughs> Oh, it was so cool. I had the drone going and it had like the shot of like the water and the view down below. And then I had the, you know, up close and personal shots. Mm -hmm. I personally thought that the uh, Zoom audience had a better view than the people in person, honestly, because we were just able to get really close and, sure. you know, zoom in on stuff and, you know, capture this moment and that moment. It was just really, really phenomenal. So that was one of them. The other one was, you know, we're arranging Airbnbs for all of the people. We were arranging transportation and getting them from point A to point B. So it was like a, a large scale retreat oh, wow. plus, um, you know, a, a hybrid event. And then we broke it off and, you know, women went one way and men went another way. And I, yeah, it was, it was a bunch of different events at once. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, sponsors and sponsors. I had over 26 different sponsors that we were managing and supporting and capturing, um, you know, things for them. And yeah, it was, it was intense. Uh, really cool. Totally worth it. I learned a ton. 
um, that I'm going to be able to utilize in all my other events that I support my clients with too. That's super cool. When it comes to a virtual event, do you recommend a certain platform such as Zoom or is there another one that you're like, hey, if you're, you know, 500 plus users, you should use this instead. What's kind of your go-to platforms that you recommend? Yeah, my platform is Zoom. Honestly, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a bunch of different things with Zoom. So I can have a thousand person room and I can have, you know, breakout sessions and everything else. And then I've also mixed minus in 15 different Zoom rooms together and had a hundred people in each Zoom room and had a studio where my host could see all 15 different rooms um, and we could pull up room one and unmute somebody who wanted to talk and all the other rooms could hear them. That's really cool. That sounds intense. (laughs) That one was also intense. Um, Is is there like a certain Zoom subscription you have like big baller zoom pro plus plus or something like that <laughs> no it's just the regular one everybody else can have but it's having a rock star av team that i can go okay guys this is what i want to do how do we make it happen <laughs> and they go hold on a second my brain's gonna <laughs> think for um let me get back to you <laughs> That's awesome. That's we, so cool. we made it happen and we created a studio for it too. Right. So that one was in Denver um, and, you know, had a, uh, it was like a performing arts center mm-hmm. that we just used one of their rooms just because we needed the extra space and all the computers and everything else to come in. But you could do it with a hotel room if you wanted to. That's you cool. want to make sure that the internet's really good. Mm-hmm. So when you support these events and you do that, do you bring all the computers and all the equipment that's necessary or is it on the host or speakers to have their own stuff? That would actually be more the AV team. Unless the client was looking to create their studio in their own space, Mm -hmm. um, then my recommendation would be for them to purchase it, especially if they're going to be doing other speaking engagements. Maybe they do two or four events a year, they would want to invest in it. Cause if you look at it over the long run, it makes more sense for you to purchase right. than it does for us to rent it every single time. It makes sense. Do you have kind of some go-to companies that you're like, Oh, cool. We're going to do this event. Like I know AV company X is you have those relationships just call them right up and. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I also look at personality types. Hmm. So, you know, I've got, I've got clients that, you know, bullet pointed out for me. And then I have other clients that are like, I need to look at the energetics of it. And, you know, <laughs> do we have a heart centered connection? And, you know, so I will have different teams for different clients that I highly recommend. Yes. That's awesome. So for everyone who's like, this sounds amazing. Like I should host one of these 38,000 event types that you've mentioned. <laughs> where, where would they find you? Or it'd be a good place to be like, here's, here's some information. Come find me here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You can find me at graceandeaseproductions.com. We're also on social media under the same name, or you can find me personally, Shay Wheat. Um, But really, if people wanted to figure out where the heck are they in the phases of business and Mm -hmm. what events should they be doing based on that phase of business, I'd love to gift your audience with Um, just that it's the five phases of events to scale your business and um, leverage guide so if they wanted to pick that up they simply go to five 
phases.info forward slash change. So they know that it's this audience that I can definitely support. And that's five, you spill it out, F-I-V-E, fivephases.info forward slash change. Perfect. And we'll throw that in the show notes too. Would you, would you say that's the, uh, the Shea Wheat little pink spoon? That's my little pink spoon. <laughs> Come test it out. Let me know if you like Rocky Road or mint chocolate chip. If you like bubble gum, okay, I'll still love you, but that's just weird. <laughs> no, no humans like bubble gum flavor. That's right. So odd. Yeah. Yeah. I think they just so, use it to draw children in. Oh, for sure. There, there's no Marketing. other reason. It, it, Disney, right? Like yes. human trap made by a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> Trap made my mouse. It's, like you draw on the kids, you've got them for life. There it is. That, that's it. Spot on. <laughs> awesome. Well, Shay, before we end this, is there anything that you wish I'd asked you or that you wanted to revisit that we kind of got off topic for? Or? No, I think this has been really fun. Um, I really enjoyed, you know, connecting with you and hopefully your audience is, you know, wise to all the different types of events that they can really utilize to grow their business and things that they didn't necessarily know they should be doing. Perhaps they should, you know, take a, a little note and start taking some action. And we're here to help you either step of the way. I love it. And I do want to revisit the uh, destination event thing really quick. Yeah. Like, is that a, is that a normal occurrence for you and your company to be like, yeah, we're just going to go across the world to like throw something. Yeah, well, the thing is with um, us being in a virtual space mm -hmm. for the past couple of years, it's really opened up the world to having an international business. So I've been able to, just this year alone, I've been to the Bahamas and I've been to Canada. Um, I've had teams supporting somebody in Portugal. In the past, I've had somebody in South Africa that we've supported. And we can do it from the comfort of our own home, or we can actually go to them. Uh, the Portugal one and the South Africa one, we stayed home. The Canada and the Bahamas, I was actually on site. But I'll go across, you know, the U.S. and and really anywhere. I'm I'm up for travel for sure. Um, but you, yeah, you can do it anywhere these days, which is really kind of awesome and amazing. And it it opened up, like I said, the world to our event host not having to worry about, oh, I can only market in the US, right? Because now people can join you as long as they wanna stay up until two in the morning, fantastic. They can still learn from you. And in the end, that's really what we want is we want to change people's lives. That's, that's super cool. And when it comes to like pricing wise, does that change it at all? Being like, Hey, we want you here on site versus all digital, just support. Do you kind of have like different packages or is it each priced out individually based on the needs and wants and stuff as you go through that, like client mm -hmm. application, essentially. Mm -hmm. We do have packages for sure. Um, but you know, if everybody wanted to come to me and say, I want this, that, and the other, can we add in more people? Can we do it virtually? Can you be on site for me? It does change it uh, slightly, but everybody's a unicorn in their own way. <laughs> and so, you know, as long as it's serving you and the audience, I'm willing to make anything happen. That's super cool. Well, Shay, thank you again for your time. I appreciate it. Everyone, Shay, we, you're going to hold, uh, hold an event? Come see her because she is phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you.